Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And I have my authority gang with me today, and we are all together. Woo! Uh, the last few months, it's kind of been three out of the four of us. So I'm really excited to have Crystal Duku, Carol Boston, and Samantha King. And today, we are going to continue our discussion from last month. And we were talking about getting out of that comfort zone, breaking that box that's been holding you back from doing what you need to do in your business. And one thing I have learned, especially over the last almost six years uh, since, you know, RTI publishing and me starting to, to do that is every time that I'm going for a new level, there's a box I got to break through. Whether it's a mental box, whether it's a physical box, whether it's a systems in my business box, uh, you know, there is so many things that we allow to control our business and limit it. So that's why I'm so excited for today's conversation, especially since we have the queen of reframe in the house, Carol Boston. Uh, So why don't each of you guys just, we haven't done this in a while, why don't each of you guys just take like a quick minute, 90 seconds, and just do your introduction, because we haven't done that in quite a long time. So Samantha, did you want to go first? Absolutely. I am Samantha King. I am a digital course, uh, digital product, sorry, an online course mentor, helping service providers package and sell what they know online in a way that fits nicely and snugly into their business model. Love it. Crystal. Hi, my name is Crystal Duku, and I'm a social media manager. I work with small business owners and entrepreneurs, especially in the service industry, to grow their brand online and take their message out to a very a wider audience. And Carol. My name is Carol Boston. And as a business leadership coach, I help female business owners and a few good men to know their value, own their power, and advocate for themselves. So they rise up and become the lion and lioness leaders they were created to be, resulting in many of them doubling and tripling their income. And that's what I do. (laughs) I love it. Love it. So let's get into it today. Now, the three of us talked the last time. So Carol, why don't you share some thoughts that you have around, you know, breaking out of that comfort zone, and then we'll just kind of take it from there. I think a great place to start is that people confuse comfort with familiarity. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we will stay in something or continue to do something because it's familiar, even when it's uncomfortable. So Does that true. make sense? Yeah. Right. And so I think, you know, just defining that, that it's not the same thing because, you know, for example, your comfort and your convenience don't live on the same block. They're not even in the same zip code. Right. 
You have to be willing to get uncomfortable to get to the next step. And then, you know, from being able to reframe that, right? Because empowering questions help you reframe from focusing on what isn't working. And oftentimes when we get uncomfortable, that's exactly where our brains go about what isn't working, right? And then what we end up doing is we make ourselves more uncomfortable thinking we're going to solve the problem by focusing on that. So you could ask yourself the question, what if, what if what I'm feeling really isn't discomfort, it's excitement? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love what, it. If, what if what I'm feeling really isn't fear at all? It's excitement because in the body, the same chemicals, endorphins, everything are released when you're, you think you're fearful, right? Because you're assigning a value to it or whether you've decided it's excitement. It's the same chemicals, mm-hmm. you know, serotonin, all these things get released. And we've decided to assign a value of negative or positive to different feelings when feelings just are. I mean, feelings just are. So if we came from the perspective that nothing in this world, absolutely nothing has any value, nothing except that which we assign it, Mm -hmm. that puts us in a position of power because now we own that we're choosing. Yes. That's where I would jump off and start. (laughs) I love that. When you were talking about that, Carol, it got me thinking back. Um, over the last several years, I've increased my package prices almost every year. And each time, well, actually, it's a lot easier now, but I remember the first few times that, you know, I increased it. That was like stretching. That was like busting out of my comfort zone. And people are like, you should be charging like $25,000. And I'm like, I'm having a hard time believing for three right now. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And I realized that, you know, the problem was me. Yes. And once I did that, you know, it has freed me. Now, I am increasing my prices, but I've also recognized the fact I I got some training on it and I realized that, you know, as my network grows, as my authority grows, as people come to know me more, I can charge more. So, you know, I don't think, I think there's a balance between being afraid or not thinking that you're worth what you want to charge, but you also have to assess what, what will your market, what will your network hold? Like if you have a network of people that don't make a lot of money and, you know, you're trying to charge, you know, 10, 15, 25,000, you know, obviously you've got to extend your network out, right? So for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to increase my prices, but I had to break through that fear. I had to reframe it and think this can't be an emotional decision. It has to be a proper business decision. And so the last couple of years, I've made some pretty big jumps. And by the end of this year, I'm going to be making a couple of more. So (laughs) one of the things when people, I would encourage you to not call it prices. Mm. You're increasing the investment because of the added value that you're bringing. Mm. Ooh, Carol, you're so sweet. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's it's true for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. What is the first thing I say I help female business owners do? Know their value. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because first, that's, that's your stepping off point. Clarity. Clarity is power and there's power in choice. Mm. So the first thing you had to look at, you just said it, that it was me. You were choosing, mm-hmm. right? And only when we own that we are choosing, can we then choose differently, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so a lot of that discomfort came from, in my opinion, not knowing your worth and your value yeah, and, and allowing something outside of you to determine that. Mm-hmm. And that that brings discomfort when you've got somebody chirping over here. You should be right because 
You've heard me say it before. We got to take that word should and should out of our vocabulary because it's mm-hmm. always about a make wrong. You're even trying to make yourself wrong. I should be doing this. And then if you don't, you're wrong. Well, I shouldn't have done that, but you did it. So you're wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So we create as we speak. So watching our languaging is incredibly, incredibly powerful. Yes. And I would love to defer right now to Crystal because she gave a great example earlier, if she's willing to share it, because she has shared with me before I start to do something, Carol, and you pop up in my head. <laughs> Carol, the de-shitter. That should be your name's title. The de-shitter. <laughs> that is another book, book, word that Carol has effectively and very necessarily taken off of my vocabulary. The first was being why, and the second is should, right? It's, it's, and, and it's true. And one of the things that I wanted to add before I shared that is that you know, Kim, you were saying how, you know, you're, you're, you know, doing these things and you're, you, you know, you're increasing your investment and doing these things for your business. But guess what? Right. I feel like one of the biggest part of stepping out of our comfort zone is knowing that we have to be willing to grow ourselves mm-hmm. and take a deep look at where we, we, we do what we have to work on and what we have to develop and say, okay, I, uh, no, I have to work on this aspect of myself because I have to be able to give more to my clients or to my to my customers. So where do I need to work on in myself first, right? And I know Carol and I talk about, but like Carol always said, you can't like to grow your business, you have to be willing to grow yourself as well. And so that's one of the things because I a lot and wondering, well, what am I doing? Um, why is my business before? The word I was introduced in part questions, my big question would be like, why is my business not growing? And then, you know, after learning about working with Carol and learning about empowering questions and learning like the word why always puts me in a state of defensive because then I start to get negative. You're not doing this. You're not. I should be doing all those words. Right. And then once you like started like investing in myself, investing in learning more and asking myself the question, what is one thing that I can do? then it it started to now make me assess what uh, the areas that I needed to work. And that is, and and I, I, I'm so grateful for that because now I'll sit down and be like, I want to wallow a little bit. You know, sometimes you're like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a big person today. I want to wallow a little bit. And then I can't, right? (laughs) Because then I hear Carol's voice in my head. (laughs) Like, no, what, what is one thing, you know, give yourself five minutes. And then those questions are in your head that you, you start, like you, you naturally, it becomes part of your psyche. That's the best way I could describe it, that you, you find yourself now asking these questions and you, you are looking for the one thing and then not focusing on what you should have been doing, but what can I do? What is, what is one thing that I can do now to make a change or make a difference or move it forward, you know? So, yeah. I, I love, I a, I love what you're just saying because there's a term now for people in, in Crystal's age group. And, you know, my, my kids do it too. They come to me and they say, mom, adulting is hard. And I, I just, I start to laugh, right? I'm like, yeah, we just didn't call it adulting when I was adult. You were just expected to suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> But you know what, something I'm finding really interesting during this discussion, and then I want Samantha to chime in for a minute, is, you know, we've got such a diverse age range in here. You know, uh, Crystal's in her 30s. Samantha, are you in your late 30s? 
I think so. I, I, I always say that, right? I'm turning 30. Like the thing about me is I've been with my husband since we were 18. So like, I still kind of feel like I'm not like in my head, I don't feel 37, but I'm turning 37. So I feel like that's my late thirties. I think I've officially hit late thirties. <laughs> You know, I just turned 50 and, and Carol's a little bit older than that. <laughs> you can say how old I am. I'm 61. I'll be 62 this year. So, you know, but look at all of us, right? We all over the last few years have just taken massive strides in, in breaking out. You know, this time last year, Carol, I was just meeting you. Yes, and, you know, the growth and change over you in this last year, I mean, your messaging was already, always there, but in the last year, you've broken out of your comfort zone, you've redefined who you are, you've redefined, you know, how you present yourself, you know, um, some, actually, I met all of you around the same time. I think, Samantha, I met you November 2019, so I met you a little back, but, you know, how much we have all grown in this last year because we've chosen not to let those boxes limit us anymore. Mm-hmm. And Samantha, I want you to share a little bit because you got to share a little bit last time, but um, talk about what it was like breaking out of that comfort zone and getting on TV. Yeah. And it's funny because since, you know, we, we talked about it that in the last time, the last time, and I just sent out pitches yesterday. And so even though people, people look at me and they say like, you know, but you're on like, you're on camera all the time. Like, cause I present a lot, um, at summits, I go on, like I'm live on social media and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but there's just a block around of nerve around going on live national TV. Right. Um, but I think, you know, it's very much putting that, putting that out there and saying, you know, what, what is on the other side of fear? Right. So what is on the other side of that fear? And I feel like that's probably something I've learned from Carol too. Right. What is on the other side of that fear? Why, you know, I always like to stop and say, okay, well, why are we doing this? Right. When I'm working with my customers and even, and I, and I've had to start, and I think in, in our own growth, we, we miss, I always say it's like, um, the mechanics, right? You see the mechanics car go by on the road and th- their car is probably the worst car out on the road because they're like, well, if it breaks down, I'll just fix it, right? Where everybody else, you know? So when it comes to right? So, so for me, you know, sometimes there are elements of my business where I work with my clients and I help them gain success in that area. And then on my side, I'm like, I got to do that. So for me, I think over the course of this year, it has been really going, okay, well, why am I doing this? And what, what am I, what am I hoping to get from this? Because I think one of the things that Carol said that's so powerful is we go, I should be doing this, Hmm. right? Oh, clubhouse is a new thing. I should be on clubhouse, you know? Oh, people are raising their prices. I should be doing that. People are pitching podcasts. Oh, I should be doing that. But really we need to stop. And, and, and I think Carol, like we talked a little bit about questions, but I don't, I think, you know, if we can get a few more from Carol really to stop and say, you know, why am I doing this? What do I want from this? Because that's, I think one of the biggest things that we, we have to remember is that, and, and, and Kim, you talked about, you know, how pricing strategies aside, you talked about how, you know, it's, it's, 
it's an ongoing process, right? Because what gets us to a certain revenue goal or a certain revenue target is not going to work to get us to the next one. I was reading an email from somebody I subscribed to, and she was saying when she when her law practice hit five hundred thousand dollars annually, you know, she kind of hit a plateau, and that was because what got her to five hundred thousand wasn't going to get her to a million. Right, wasn't going to get her to be on. And so it's an ongoing process of us breaking outside of it. But I think one of the biggest things is stopping. And Carol, maybe you can help us, you know, come up with a question to stop and say, you know, like, why am I doing this and what do I want from this? Well, the first thing I would say is even when we're asking ourselves questions, we've got to take that why word out. Mm-hmm. You've got to take it's not, it's not why. People say, know your why. I say, ask yourself, what are the top three compelling reasons? that get me out of bed every day to do what I'm doing. Or maybe you've got the top five, but you got to take that why out because it creates negative value even in your own brain, not just when you're asking somebody else. Think about it. You ask yourself why, what's the first thing you do? You tend to come up with a story to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. It immediately creates a defensive, a defensive posture. And yes, well, I, when people give you, I don't know, it's a defensive posture, right? It's about, I don't necessarily want to be accountable for saying. <laughs> then I might have to do something. Then I might have to do something about it. I had a prospective client, and, and Crystal's heard me do this, and I, I teach this to people. It's not necessarily easy to do. It's simple, but it's not easy. And I was asking her a question, taking her through my process, and she said, "I don't know." And I said, "I understand." And then I asked her again, and she said, "I don't know." And she did this three or four times, and I finally said, "I know you don't." Now, so you got to change your whole demeanor. You've got to change your tone of voice. I said. <laughs> I know. I understand you don't know, but if you did know, what would you say? <laughs> All of a sudden, she I couldn't write fast enough because see, you took it away from accountability to being a game. It's what if. Mm-hmm. And you can get underneath those fears, right, that come up that block people. And you're right. Everything you want is on the other side of your fear. Mm-hmm. Right. Lisa Nichols says you're standing on the edge of the curb. Just jump. Yeah. You're either going to get wings on the way down and fly or you're going to hit the ground, get up and put on a Band-Aid and do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's really no failure. If we, you could reframe failure to that was a learning lesson. Right. And it, it takes the fear out of trying again. Yeah. Um, I, I think I shared. I don't know if I did it on this podcast, but Crystal knows she works with me. We just don't use the word failure. It just never comes up. It's not in my vocabulary. But I did read something the other day by a gentleman and it made so much sense. And he said, failure is just another place to begin again. Mm-hmm. But this time with more experience. Yes. Right. So, so that's, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think about my grandson, he's going to be two in, in a couple of weeks and, you know, watching him learn and grow over these last two years and, you know, how many times he would do something, you know, and he would just fall flat on his face, you know, and he gets up and he laughs and what does he do? He does Tries it again. Over again. Sure. <laughs> and you're just sitting there and, 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 you know, when you think of, of children, right. They, they don't think of it as failure. Okay, I tried it once. It didn't work. I'm going to figure this thing out. You know, my daughter was so determined to walk because, you know, her older brother walked and she had to keep up with him that, you know, she never crawled. She rolled and she didn't really get a rolling. By two, three months, she could roll anywhere she wanted to go. And then basically she never crawled. She rolled, she stood, she walked, she run. Yeah. Right. And and I think sometimes we have to have that childlike attitude that it, it's not failure. It's just learning. 
what one of the things my dad shared with me that really, really that I took through with life and and since like working with Carol, you have really always re like really, really like honed that in is that, you know, growing up, just to share a quick story, growing up, I went to a school that was very, very tough academically. Not the, you know, I'll say I own it now. I was not the best academic student. When it came to subjects, I was not into. Give me English, literature, math, I was good, but all the other stuff. And of course, then you were taught to focus on all the things that you weren't achieving, right? Not celebrating the good. So I was always like, well, I failed this. I feel, and my dad always said, he would take that report card and he was like, I want you to think of this. Every time you think you failed, think of it as that is just a stepping stone in your ladder of success. So everything is going to be another stone or another rung on your ladder as you climb your way up. And I'm grateful that I had a, I have a dad that taught me that, you know? So every time, sometimes we want to beat ourselves up and back to the point where you, where the woman was saying, I don't know, that's another place where we want to remain comfortable because if we, we, we know, we definitely know, but it's uncomfortable for us to, to, to move past that and, and really be vulnerable because that's, that's really an uncomfortable place to be. Right. So it's easier for us to say, um, I don't know. And I think when you said you asked those questions and you call that out and be like, no, get in there. That's, that was a way to help somebody pull themselves out of their own comfort zone and now step into somewhere that was uncomfortable but now you were she was able to reframe that and now start to be like well okay now i know that i this now that i know this stuff and it is uncomfortable what can i do now to move another step forward and i think that's that is fantastic to to really challenge someone to say you know and maybe that's something we can do if we're saying no 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 we know i know maybe i need to spend some time or i need to ha- ha- get someone that can help me unlock that and pull me out of that that box that I'm in. Well, the other thing, I want to make sure I address Sam's question about having some extra questions. Think about what the very first chapter in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book, the whole chapter is about what? What is your burning desire? Mm-hmm. We had an amazing conversation yesterday about what is the difference between your desire and your burning desire? So that's another way you could reframe, well, why am I doing this? What is my burning desire, right? And some other questions that I use for myself, Sam, and, and with with clients that might could help you is what is the one thing that I get my clients to do consistently that if I were to do it would elevate every area of my business? <laughs> How would the person I want to become do the thing I'm about to do? You see, when you can ask those kind of questions up front, you begin to take the judgment out of it. Mm-hmm. Why, why we said, why brings in self judgment, right? What one thought that I don't have today that if I were to adopt it, would. And then you could add that to any area of your life. What one thought that I don't have about my spouse that if I were to adopt it would elevate my love for them? Incredible, right? Because all these answers are are here right outside your jar. So you can use these not only in business, you can use them in interpersonal relationships and you use them to get to know yourself better. Because often what I find, especially when people are uncomfortable, is that they don't realize that the person that's in resistance is them. (laughs) they want to say the problem is out there. It's the boss, it's the COVID, it's the job, it's the weather. And anything that's out there, you can't control and you can't change. So oftentimes that's where that question, how would the person I want to become, that's a powerful question. Do the thing I'm about to do, right? 
So I hope that that, that helps you. That's the only person we can change. Yes. Right. But often we stay in resistance, right? Because it's uncomfortable to look at what's going on with us. Here's something that's really powerful. This, this makes every one of my clients, it's, it's made Crystal uncomfortable, right? When we talk about this, had a client and she went through this period where like every time I saw her, she was pissed off because somebody was disrespecting her, disrespecting her. And we were, you know, working to unravel that and unravel that. And I looked at her and I said, so help me understand, where are you disrespecting you? Mm -hmm. And she said, what? I said, here's the thing. When we get triggered, right? All of our triggers are already inside of us. Nobody makes us do anything. They're there. Most of them are from childhood. But when we get triggered, a big reason, whether it's a small part or a big part of us, actually agrees with them. (laughs) So when we get triggered, one of the things I help my clients with is take a deep breath, get into gratitude immediately. Thank you for this opportunity to learn. Because when we get triggered, it shows us a place in ourselves where we need to go in and heal. Because yeah. if we do that healing work in us, guess what? Eventually that trigger no longer triggers. Mm-hmm. So that trigger, that uncomfortableness is an opportunity. And if you could reframe that and say, Ooh, go into gratitude. Thank you for this lesson opportunity. Show me. And when you say, show me where I need to heal, you could say, show me where I need to heal today to make it more specific. Once again, your caveat is, is you're not going to sit around and try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. An empowering question is going to come to you from something outside of your jar. Mm-hmm. I hope that helps. Helps a lot. Yeah. And I think it's important too to remember these empowering questions. And the reason I brought them up is because when we're when we're looking at whether it's, you know, especially in the online business world, I say it all the time where people are either they're glorifying being busy or they're saying, well, failure is failure is natural and fail publicly and you know and and embrace failure, but we're not helping people actually say like, yes, we're going to embrace failure, but how are we going to embrace it in a way that empowers us rather than just results in us sitting there beating ourselves up? Yes. Yes. Right. Because we're not perfect or we made a mistake. Right. And so that's why I was asking about those empowering questions, because I think, I feel like that's the piece that's missing. It's like, yes, we're going to fail. It's going to happen. Right. But Carol, just even what you were saying was, you know, you're either going to grow wings and fly on the way down, or you're going to hit the ground, put a bandaid on and keep going. Yes. Right. And, and I yes. think that kind of empowering, you know, those empowering questions and even just that conversation about, yes, you're going to fail. But here's how you can fail. And I don't want to say productively, but here's how you can fail in a way where you don't sit around beating yourself up about it later. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. We've got about a minute or two left, ladies. So I'd like each of you to give a closing thought. And then if you have something free you're giving away or something that you would like to promote, uh, this is your opportunity. So Crystal, you can go first. Thank you, Kim. So To add, my takeaway is that as we've been talking about failure and everything and experiences is to always, and I I always say this to myself, this experience is either going to be a lesson or a blessing, right? So it's a win-win. Either I learn an amazing lesson, lesson from it or it's a blessing in my life. And either one, it's something to be grateful for. Um, so, you know, that helps. I think, um, I just wanted to share that, that takeaway. And I also, for those as a social media manager, I know sometimes those that are starting off in their business may not be able to afford, make that investment right away. But I have two programs, short 
four week programs that I'm doing one on one to coach new business owners in starting off with their platforms and really giving them a social media one on one specific to their business. So if they are interested in that, if you are interested in that, you can contact me and I'll go through the details. And what's the best way to contact you, Crystal? My email is going to be, I'm going to put the email on the link, or you can reach me on LinkedIn, Crystal Jenna Duku, as well as on Facebook at Crystal Jenna Duku. Awesome. Samantha. Yeah, I, I really, I always enjoy these conversations and hearing Crystal because I think it's so easy for us to all get in our own heads and it happens to me too. So I, I love, you know, as you're, if you're listening to this fact, take a moment, pause, write Carol's questions down because they are going to help you when, when you're, when you're trying to make that decision and you're trying to figure out, as Carol said, the difference between familiarity and comfort. So I absolutely love that. For anybody who is looking, because what I do can be very uncomfortable, helping people get into that online space and package and sell what they know. So if you are thinking about digital products or online courses, absolutely connect with me on Instagram at Sempire underscore builders, or check out our YouTube channel where we explain everything that has to do with digital products and online courses in five minutes or less. And the channel is called Sempire Builders. If you hit me up on Instagram, and send me a DM. I will make sure you get the link to our YouTube channel. Carol. My last thought, anytime you feel uncomfortable is all you have to do is take the next step. You don't have to know the whole picture, mm-hmm. but you must get into action because action begets action. And these ladies know that, that I believe that God only gave me a lamplight for my feet, right? Because all I need to see is the next step. And as you take that next step, believe it or not, and understand that success is in the attempt, it's not in the end result. You will grow in confidence and you will begin to take more and more steps. And that fear, whether it's the fear of failure, whatever your fear is, will begin to fade away. Because we said earlier, everything that you want is on the other side of your fear. One of the things I'm offering that has been getting some people amazing, amazing results is my $97 for 90 minutes spring into action strategy call. You will get completely clear on what's got you stuck, what's holding you back, and you will have a strategic action plan to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And I'll be honest, I recently just started, just started this. I've actually learned something about myself, right? And that's good for us because we, we learn, people reflect back to us. I've learned that I'm really, really good at getting people not only into action, but into the right action to get immediate results. I've had three people tell me um, recently immediate results. It was incredible. So um, I can either provide the link to my calendar to Kim, or you can reach out to me. All my social media is at the Carol Boston. And just private message me. Let me know you want a link. You want to take advantage of this offer because it's only up for a few weeks. Thank you, Kim. My last thought for today is um, one of the things that I learned is fear is only a shadow. It's a shadow that appears real, real, but it has no substance to it. And, you know, one of the things I've been talking about on my Monday mug of motivation is how do you build belief? It starts with faith. Faith is knowing that what you want to do is possible. You know, faith gives you that courage to take that first step that Carol was talking about. That one step creates that little bit of belief. What does belief do? Belief causes you to take action. And then as you take action, you see results. And then so, you know, everything ties in together. And I'm so thankful for you guys. And we will make sure that you, all the links to what everybody's offering is going to be in the show notes. And I want to encourage you to connect with these ladies on social media. You are going to learn so much from each one of them. 
So this has been Crystal Duku, Carol Boston, and Samantha King, and myself, Kim Thompson-Pinder, on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.